keeping you from being the best you can be. Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. For the past few weeks, we've been focusing on the application of EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique, to various significant life areas. And today, we're going to be talking about relationships. I'm pleased to have Stefan Gonick on the show today. Our focus is going to be on the three secrets to attracting amazing love. However, I think that his information has broad applicability. So even if you're not looking for a soulmate, or maybe you have your soulmate, but you'd like to iron out some of the wrinkles in the relationship, join us. I think that Stefan's material offers amazing information and insights, which are applicable to any significant relationship, and that almost anyone can benefit from his expertise. So let me tell you a little bit about Stefan. He is an internationally recognized soulmate attraction mentor and expert EFT practitioner. For over 20 years, Stefan has helped smart, loving people attract the spine-tingling and lasting love they've always longed for, even when they thought it wasn't possible for them. You can learn more about his work at FindingTheLoveYouWant.com and on the Love Talk Q&A show on YouTube. Today, Stefan is going to help take the mystery out of the search for love and help you understand what has been getting in your way and how to break free and attract the love of your life. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that uh, you had time to share your expertise with us. And I wonder if we could start with, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to do this work and what inspired you to specialize in helping people find love? Sure. Uh, in a word, the thing that inspired me to get started with all this was that my love life basically sucked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how most that's of always us a motivator. Started. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So basically what was going on for me was that throughout my 20s, I was having one really painful relationship after another throughout all my 20s. And I wasn't really, you know, I was, I was very immersed in it, so I wasn't really aware of what was going on or even didn't really even notice that there was any kind of pattern happening until basically at the end of my 20s. And I just ended this, the latest like particularly horrible relationship and I was sitting there and thinking about things and that's when it first hit me that every single girlfriend I'd had through my 20s in all these painful relationships even though these women seemed very different or were very different in a lot of ways they all shared a certain very painful problematic trait in common amongst all of them and so that's when it really hit me finally that wow I seem to have a pattern of being attracted to women with this painful trait. And, and, and this trait, you know, was, was just causing misery in all my relationships. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about it in that moment. It's like, all right, so that's what I've been doing. So let me just start thinking about the kind of woman I would ideally want to be with. And as soon as I started to think about, you know, what that looked like and who I wanted to be with, I felt this huge wave of fear go through me. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and that's when it hit me. It's like, oh, my God, I seem to be, like, fatally attracted to these women with this negative trait and terrified of being with my ideal partner. And that's when my love life just felt totally doomed. So it was like you were um, attracted to the opposite of what you really wanted. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite the opposite. It was just this really unhappy, painful, repetitive pattern mm-hmm. over or at and least over again. attracted to the qualities that you didn't want to have. Yeah. You know. Okay. So so that's what it was. And it's not that they were the opposite because they had they had positive traits in addition to mm-hmm. the negative one. So it's it was a mixed bag, but it was this very consistent painful thing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's a pretty common experience for people. Well and that's what I came to understand over time. So I'm just mm-hmm. sort of talking about how it all started for me. Mm-hmm. 
So that mm-hmm. was quite, kind of a... It, so for me, it basically started with a day of despair on that day where I realized all that. Mm-hmm. This negative attraction thing and being terrified of being with my soulmate. In fact, the feeling I got in touch with that day about uh, my soulmate was I had this feeling that anybody, a, a woman that I was super interested in couldn't possibly be interested in me. Oh, dear. So, you know, that was a, a very self-defeating right. leap, of course. And I can hear how that certainly would give you that feeling of despair. Yeah. So it was, that was a very bad day. Yeah. Um, and the next day, though, I woke up super determined. I thought, all right, this cannot be the end of my story. Mm-hmm. And so I found this really good traditional therapist, and I started seeing him twice a week. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I told him, it's like, I will do whatever it takes to work through this stuff because I really want to have a successful, happy love life in my life. So despair leads to determination. For me, it certainly did. So, yeah. you know, I became very determined. And in fact, I informed her, says, you will not have any client more determined than I am. <laughs> so, you know, I started working with him for many years. And he helped me fully understand what my negative attraction pattern was mm-hmm. and where it came from and the first three years of working together, I was, he helped me break free of that negative pattern, which was an incredible relief to no longer be attracted to those kind of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so Those three years was still a really long time. Right. And then I spent you know, many, many more years working with him on you know, identifying and clearing out all these fears and negative beliefs I had that were, that were preventing me from being with my ideal partner. And because this was a, such a many-year process, uh, I, I actually got very inspired. I, I liked this whole therapy thing. And <laughs> I decided that, you know what, I want to help people with their relationships, too. You know, so it came from my own struggle uh-huh. that really inspired me to want to help other people struggling with similar things. So that became my passion and my mission, was to help other people. Mm-hmm. And then it finally, and so I, you know, I went to grad school and, and to learn how to do that, and I did seven years of training in various advanced techniques. And I even started helping people even before I find, found my soulmate because I knew that you know, I had a very deep understanding of what people were going through. Mm-hmm. So I started working with people. But it really transformed for me when I found the emotional freedom technique or EFT or tapping. As you mentioned, you've been doing some shows about EFT. Right. And that became a huge turning point for me because... Up until then, I've been using uh, more traditional methods, and they were working, but very slowly. It was, it was a multi-year yes. process with people. So I had these multi-year clients that I'd be working with, and they were very grateful for the progress we were making. But, was, but I was dissatisfied with how long it was taking. Right. And then I encountered EFT, uh, and you know, I saw these demonstrations on videos. It's like, my God, it's just so you know, amazing how fast this thing works. So I, I learned it, and I tried it with my clients, and uh, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I just, think, hmm? I'm sorry. I was gonna, just going to say, I think I've seen uh, similar results. You know, you almost, when you're witnessing it from a traditional therapy point of view, you almost can't believe your eyes, and you think, no, wait just a minute, how can that be? But as you see it walked out and manifest, in, you know, with the people that you're actually working with, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's hard to to really believe it, even when you see demonstrations, until you try mm-hmm. yourself. Either right. you experience it yourself or you try with the client and you see that, oh my God, this thing really does work. Right. So just an example of how effective it has been for me in, this, in, this, in my mission to help people find love. You know, I mentioned that it took me three years working with my therapist to break free from my negative attraction pattern. And I am able to help my clients break free from their negative attraction in around four sessions using EFT. Right. So right. three years versus four sessions. So right. Incredible. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And and I know I've seen, I've sent several people um, through your program, and I've seen the amazing results that they come away with, and it, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool that you got to see it, 
see it yourself firsthand with uh, with your own clients. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it it's so much more powerful. As I said in my intro, I think that it's bigger and broader and more than finding the love you want. I think that it's so applicable to a lot of um, problems with relationships with parents or family of origin and the things that sort of keep us held in limiting beliefs and negative beliefs that prevent further success in all relationships. Yeah, that's, that's really true. You know, even though I'm sort of, you know, uh, portraying it as, as helping people find love, all the same principles and all the same stuff that I do with people to help them find love also apply when somebody's already in a relationship. Because it's the very same kind of blocks that interfere with finding a wonderful partner uh, also cause problems for us when we're in a relationship, even if we have met our soulmate. You know, right. These, these things can plague us and, and even cause us to sabotage our relationships in ways that are so unnecessary if you can identify these things and, and clear them out. Right. Right, and I think, you know, it's kind of a universal need. I mean, who who among us doesn't need help with relationships in one way or another at some point, even if it's a relationship with yourself? Because I think that's where the fundamental issues can emerge sometimes. And I've had a couple of people go through your program that just releasing so much negative energy for them as they move through the program was so powerful. And even if they weren't looking for a soulmate, they just felt so much better. That's a, that's a huge outcome of this work. Is again, even though we're thinking, you know, the goal is I want to find my soulmate, um, the, one, of the, one of the big immediate outcomes of the work is a person ends up feeling way better about themselves because it's, Again, we're, we are going to be, well, we'll be talking about the rest of this interview. There are certain kinds of wounds that we get in childhood that not just interferes with our search for love, but also has a big impact on our, on our feelings about ourselves and our right. relationship with ourselves. So as right. we work through our, our love blocks, we're also healing all this stuff in relation to ourselves. So that's a, a wonderful, huge, actually, side benefit. Right, I think so too. And um, we need to take a short break now. So um, we will come right back with our guest, Stefan Gonick, and learn about uh, attracting amazing love. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty with K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. 
If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Stefan Gonick, the, I call him the love guru. I don't know <laughs> what he thinks about that, but that's how I introduce his work to people that I'm, I'm speaking with. And um, let's jump right in and um, focus on, you know, really the question about what prevents people from finding the love that they want or getting together with the right person. Yeah, so, you know, some people like to think in terms of soulmates. Some people just like to think in terms of just having a really good, healthy relationship. And one of the things I discovered over all this, you know, many-year process myself is, you know, it it can seem very mysterious and complicated and things like that, but I've really broken it down to three key blocks that either slow people down or even prevent them from finding the love of their life. Okay. So these three key blocks, uh, the first one is being powerfully, subconsciously attracted to the wrong people. Just like mm-hmm. I was saying in my own story, I was attracted to women with the same negative trait over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that's the first key block. The second key block is having fears, insecurities, and limiting beliefs that prevent us from being with our ideal partner. Mm-hmm. The third key block is not being aligned with bringing your soulmate or your, you know, your, your ideal partner into your life as soon as possible. And this is having to do with something called the law of attraction. And we'll right. talk about that one in a little bit. Okay. And for any one person, any one of these three blocks may be applicable. For a lot of us, it's all three of them. For right. me, it was all three of them. For most of my clients, it's all three of them. And so, are you going? Are you going to have time to give us examples of what those might be? Well, yeah. So let's go ahead and just start going through them one by one. Okay. So the first one is being powerfully attracted to the wrong people. So how does this happen? Basically, the way this works is that as we are growing up, we in our family, whoever is taking care of us, whether it's our parents, foster parents, whoever, just the people we grew up with, from these experiences, we create an image of our ultimate adult romantic partner based on a mixture of the most, the strongest traits of our caregivers. And it doesn't have to be the opposite gender either. So if you're a woman, it's not necessarily your father. Right. It's, a, it's a mix of the strongest traits of your caregivers, both positive and negative. So for the positive traits, that's not going to be a problem. But for the negative traits, that's where the problem is going to happen. And it's usually the, the one or two worst negative traits of your caregivers, the ones you suffered yes. from the most, is mm-hmm. the one you're going to be attracted to. Right. So let's say, as an example, I'll use a, a male example. Let's say your father was a smart, fun, uh, strong, you know, accomplished guy. You know, nice, good, positive traits. <laughs> but he's also emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably one of the most common scenarios. Right. So for a lot of you know, women who had a father like, father like that, they're going to be very attracted to smart, strong, mm-hmm. funny, capable men who are sure. emotionally unavailable. Emotionally unavailable, yeah. Right. And there's a reason for that, and we don't have a lot of time to go into it, but there's, a, there's an unresolved wound there around the emotional unavailability where the, inner, the child within us is sort of stuck in this loop of forever wanting to win daddy's love. Right. Right? And it's an unconscious thing. We're not aware of it. But it's, it becomes this, like, very intense, powerful, almost compulsive attraction thing where it ends up that people with this, you know, negative trait, the most negative trait of our parent, are, are actually the sexiest people on the planet for us. Right. And, it's like and, an, an, an ineffective attempt to heal that old wound. Yeah. So I talk about us being attracted to momlets and dadlets as a humorous ah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> so, you know, there's that fatal flaw, right? That one really bad negative trait. Sometimes there's two of them, two negative traits, something like that. And in fact, you know, the listeners uh, later, we won't have time to do it right now, but you can do the little exercise yourself. So just 
you know, think about the worst traits of both parents. So like I say, it's not necessarily the opposite gender. Like you might have had, even if you're female, you might have had a mother who was super critical, as one example. And again, you might be attracted to critical partners. And this applies straight or gay as well. It's the same phenomenon. Right. So anyway, think about the one or two worst traits of your parents, the ones you suffered from the most, and then think about your last few significant relationships, and you may be, you know, disturbed. <laughs> to right. Discover like, oh my God. Yes. Yep, it applies to me too. Right, and I, I've I've certainly done that exercise with people and and seen you do it as well, and I think the universal reaction people have is. Oh my God, <laughs> you yep. know, because it points out so clearly where that wound is. Exactly. So this is a huge thing. Uh, ironically, this is the easiest one to address. And the three blocks, this is actually the fastest one. It's the worst one in the sense that as long as this block is present, as long as you're, like me, fatally attracted to people with this negative trait, then a happy relationship is just not possible. You're right. just going to be hitting your head against this wall of recreating the old childhood pain over and over again. And then there's another subtle phenomenon around this that is really profound, and I'm going to try and say it fast, but it's a little tricky. Not only are we attracted to people with this negative trait, but due to our great extreme sensitivity from all these painful experiences we had uh, from this trait growing up, we become super sensitive to anything that reminds us of that trait and overreactive and respond in a way that will actually make our partner behave more like our parent. Right. In that bad way. So, right. for instance, um, I mean, it can, it, it, you know, lots of times we'll be attracted to somebody with the same negative trait. Sometimes it's as bad as our parents' trait. Sometimes it's the same trait but not as extreme an example. But because of our overreactivity, we will act in a way that will make them do it as much as our parent did. So right. here's, here's an example. And I'll go back to the unavailable father thing. That's a common one. So let's say this woman grew up with an unavailable father, and we're going to set up a perfect scenario where she somehow, she managed to dodge that bullet, and she found a guy who was very emotionally available. He loved being close, and he was you know, nothing like her father. Okay. Now, in any relationship, there are the natural healthy needs of both together time and separate time. That's normal. Mm -hmm. And for this example, we're going to make it perfect again, and we're going to say that their ratio of together time versus separate time matched, which Mm -hmm. is not always the case. Often it's a little different. But for this this example, they match perfectly. The only thing that's not going to match is the timing. They may not always want to be together or separate at the same time. So let's say it's a Saturday. Now, if, if... she wanted separate time and her partner wanted together time, that would not trigger her because that's not an issue for her. Right. But let's say she, on that Saturday, she was feeling like she really wanted to see her guy and she proposed doing that. And let's say that particular Saturday he says, you know, I, I have this project I was, I've really been dying to do and I'd like, to, I'd like to spend some time today doing that. Maybe we can get together tomorrow on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Nope. Normal kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. If she didn't have that painful background, She'd say, okay, sure, yeah, let's you know, see you on Sunday instead. But because of her background with his unavailable father, the fact that he was momentarily unavailable for a perfectly legitimate reason right. is still going to trigger that old pain. Right. And she's going to overreact, mm-hmm. and she might get mad and go, you know, like, well, fine, you know, well, mm-hmm. do, do your damn pressure or whatever, you know, right. some kind of negative thing. Or she might get clingy, like, oh, can't you do that some other time? Look, we can, you know, we can do your favorite thing, we can do this, or that, and get kind of clingy. Mm-hmm. And that's going to feel bad to him. Right. And he may go along with her request, or he may stick to his guns and do his own thing. But either way, afterwards, it's going to leave a bad feeling with him. A feeling that he'd recover from after a little while, but initially, he's going to withdraw a little bit, because she just did something that felt bad. Mm-hmm. Normal response. But she will, she's going to be super sensitive to him withdrawing emotionally, even if it's a short, temporary thing, and she's going to overreact again. Right. And this overreaction is going to feel bad to him, and, and it's going to become, create this vicious cycle until eventually mm-hmm. she just pushes him way away, and he becomes very emotionally unavailable. Not right. because that's who he was, but because of this issue. So they so this, end up getting exactly what they don't want. She's exactly. recreating that, that early scenario. So this is 
kind of thing, and so absolutely yes, and this is the kind of thing that can apply to somebody who's already in a relationship. And mm-hmm. in fact, it does apply to all of us. We all do this without realizing it. And it happens for any negative trait we grew up with, not just emotional unavailability. With, whatever the trait was, if they were critical, if they were you know, kind of an angry person, if they were um, whatever. I mean, you can, you can take a whole list of them and you can still right. look at how people can behave in a way that causes their partner to, to do that negative thing more and more. Even right. an extreme example where they wasn't even part of that person to begin with. Right. So there's a special way to work with this uh, that I do with people. And like I say, just four sessions is, you know, is usually all it takes. There could be some variability. You know, human beings are unique creatures, so I can't say you know, exactly four sessions for everybody. But right. that's the typical case. It's around four sessions. And they're able to break out of that pattern, whether it's an attraction to somebody with that negative trait or if they're in a relationship to uh, stop having that overreactive thing and, and causing their partner to behave in that negative way that they don't like. Right. Okay, so that's, so that's the first block. And again, it would be a little complicated to try and go into all the details right. of how you break free of that, but there's a very clear way to do that. Right, and I think that that's what's useful for people so that they can understand, they can know there is a way. You know, there's yeah. a very specific way that you've had lots of success with for a long period of time working with people and, you know, and saying, we can do this. Because sometimes it just seems so mysterious otherwise. Like, why on earth does this keep happening to me? Because it's often the process is unconscious. People aren't aware of it. Yeah, I wasn't aware at all of my whole 20s. And even when I became aware of it, it was sort of a vague awareness. And it, it took my therapist to help me really understand what was going on there. Right. So, and now, I wish he had had EFT, because I wouldn't have, to, I wouldn't have had to spend three years. To right, that. exactly. You know, and, and it's so powerful, as we said earlier, to be able to move through some of these things quickly. And, um, you know, if people are open-minded and willing to do the work, it is possible. And, yes, absolutely. Right. So uh, we're almost ready here for another short break. And so uh, we are visiting with Stefan Gonick, the, um, as I said, I call him the love guru, but he's really a, a soulmate attraction mentor. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a short break, as I say, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You may know how to make money, but do you know how to manage it and make it work for you? That's where the Financial You Radio Show comes in. Host Annette Rayner and her guests will show you how to keep your financial future in check. Money matters in just about every part of your life. doesn't matter if you work for a Fortune 500 company or the neighborhood store. Your financial goals can be realized. Listen for The Financial You every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel because your money matters. Are you happy with your financial life or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again? Hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. I am speaking with Stefan Gonick today, and he is, as I call him, the love guru. And we're talking about the process of attracting amazing love or finding the love you want. So uh, let's pick up where we left off, Stefan, if we may. Yeah. So, yeah, attracting amazing love or, or having amazing love in your current relationship. Right. All right. So we're going to move on to the second key block. And I think we have time to do a quick little exercise for people to get okay. an experience of it directly. Okay. So for those of you who uh, are currently not in a, with their soulmate, <laughs> either you're single or you're in a relationship that you don't feel very good about, what I'd like you to do is think about your ideal partner. Think about who this person is and some of the, the qualities that you're looking for in your ideal partner. Um, not the whole list, but just some of the most important things. And, and then close your eyes while you're doing this and imagine that your ideal partner is standing about three feet in front of you with his or her arms wide open and a big smile on their face. And then just notice your emotional reaction. So usually it's pretty quick. Um, I encourage people to redo this exercise after the program so you can really give it uh, the time it needs. But typically, when I do this exercise with people, one of two things happens. Either they have a mixed positive and negative response, or it's just negative. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So for for a lot of us, it was like for me, the first thing that people notice is just this immediate flash of fear. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. And... So, you know, when you think about it logically, you would think, well, if, my, if this truly was my ideal partner, I shouldn't be scared. I should be thrilled. Like, yeah, right. this is my ideal partner right there. And especially looking happy to see me, arms wide open, smiling. But when we're faced with the thing we most want, there are actually few things more scary than being faced with what we most want. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is all of our underlying fears about being with our ideal partner just come surging up for a lot of us. For some people, it's mixed. They might feel some excitement and all these fears. <laughs> That's usually the best scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a lot of us, it's mostly fears or this immediate sinking feeling of defeat and discouragement, which is going to be about negative beliefs, like the one I had, mm-hmm. which is somebody I was you know, super interested in couldn't possibly be interested in me. And so what, you, what is really helpful to do is to you know, spend more time with that exercise Imagine your ideal partner and then get in touch with all your reactions and write them all down. Right. And what you'll get as, from that exercise is you'll get a list of specific fears. Because, you know, like I had this huge wave of fear and I didn't even know what it was about initially. But as I really started spending time with it, I discovered that it was not a single overwhelming fear. It was actually a list of fears. And so, you, you know, you write them all down. And then I also got in touch with a list of negative self-beliefs. Or negative, negative beliefs um, about the world. So it might be, you know, all the good ones are taken. Or, you know, I live in too small an area, a small town area, mm-hmm. so it's just not enough people here for me to find this amazing it's, person. Or things like I'm too old or too I'm too old, fat. Or I'm too uh, heavy. Whatever, yeah. Or whatever. maybe as a man, I'm not, I don't have a good enough job, I'm not rich enough. Mm-hmm. Or other kinds of negative beliefs like... Um, you know, men are only are not interested in committing, and they're just interested in having fun. And mm-hmm. or you know, women only want me for my money, and mm-hmm. they're not interested in the real me. Or you know, we we there can pre- be a pretty good long list of these negative beliefs right. and these fears. So for fears, just to, you know, some common ones. Um, uh, a big one is I'm afraid. You know, this is my ideal partner. I'm afraid that he or she won't like me. So mm-hmm. A fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. A very common one. Or a fear, one of the big common fears we all tend to have is a fear of engulfment, which might look like I'm afraid that I'll lose myself mm-hmm. in a relationship with this person. Or I'm afraid that I just can't be me. I can't do what I want anymore. That was one of the ones I had. Is I, I mm-hmm. had this feeling I'd be trapped and 
no longer do things I wanted to do or really be my real self. That I'd have to just do whatever my partner wanted or something like mm-hmm. that. Another really common fear is just a fear of being hurt again. You know, we've been hurt in the past. We were hurt growing up as a child. We were hurt in other late relationships. And we can get very gun-shy of, and have a big fear of getting hurt yet again. Right. So these fears and negative beliefs become a, can become a huge impediment to moving forward, to moving towards a woman or a man or whoever, the, the kind of person we want to be with. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, I just, in, in early on, I just couldn't get anywhere near a woman that I thought was really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was at a party and I saw a woman that she seemed like, wow, she seems amazing, and the second woman was like, oh, she seems kind of nice, I'd go talk to the one that seemed kind of nice. Kind of nice, I, yeah. I couldn't even get mm-hmm. near the amazing one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you can do, so for me, it just blocked me totally. Mm-hmm. And then as I made some progress on it, you know, got to the point where, you know, I was finally brave enough to try and talk to a woman like that, but I was still had, you know, the, these fears and negative beliefs were strong enough that I totally sabotaged myself. I was just like gibbering mess when I tried to talk to them, <laughs> you know, which obviously didn't go anywhere. Right. So, this, so the second block is, is, you know, it's not as simple as the first one. The first one is, is the worst because it's, it's misery, right? The first mm-hmm. one, the first block is all about misery, painful relationships. Mm-hmm. But it's also the most straightforward and clearest and easiest to clear out, and, this, mm-hmm. and it takes the shortest time. The second block since there's a, a whole list of fears, a whole list of beliefs, is you have to start kind of plugging away and working through them uh, one by one. And so what we tend to do is we prioritize them. You, know, you, can, you can rate each one on a scale of 0 to 10 for the intensity of the fear or the intensity of how true the belief, negative belief feels on a scale of 0 mm-hmm. to 10. And so you, put, you, so you put the biggest ones on the top of the list and you work right. through that. So at this point... You know, when I work with a client, we get in touch with their whole big long list of fears and negative beliefs, is that they can feel a little overwhelmed, like, oh my God, like 20 fears, and 15 mm-hmm. negative beliefs, and like, it's going to take me forever to get through all this. Um, the good news is, typically, as you start working through the top most intense ones, um, that seems to be all it, it takes to clear things sufficiently for you, for you to be able to really move forward without being... Um, very blocked anymore. Right. You don't have to actually clear out the whole list. Right. It seems like sometimes when you clear those those most powerful ones, then sometimes the intensity of the others lessen on their own. You do. And so, yeah, sometimes they actually, some of them are, are what I would call secondary to the primary ones. Mm-hmm. So when you clear the primaries, the secondaries aren't relevant anymore. They just kind of go away on their own. Um, so again, EFT is a wonderful tool to do this you know, way faster than traditional approaches uh, were able to do it before. So we just use EFT to just one by one knock these off off the list. You know, you start with the first one and do some work on it until you clear that one. It's like, okay, good, next one. Um, So one of the things that happens is this sort of progression as somebody's working through all these blocks. So, you know, you work with the first key block, you know, person, people with a negative trait are the sexiest people on the planet, the other thing is, too, is that people without that train aren't sexy at all. Right. So one of the things that a lot of people think is, like, well, I'll just avoid those people with a negative trait. I'll pick people who, like, you know, emotionally unavailable father. I'll pick somebody who's really emotionally available. And mm-hmm. what they discover is that as long as that wound is still there, the po- people who are emotionally avail- really available are just not sexy. There's no chemistry there. Right. So lots of times people will go, you know, there's this, there's this person who's just, I can see intellectually <laughs> with my mind right. how wonderful this person is. And I wish that I was attracted to this person, but I'm just mm-hmm. not. There's no chemistry. So when you work through the first block of being attracted to people with the wrong trait, that frees you up. And now, right. all of a sudden, people without that trait are sexy. Right. But that's when you encounter the second block. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, so then you start spending time clearing out the second block, as I said, and you get to the point where it's like, okay, now I actually can be with people that are really exciting that are my ideal type person. Mm-hmm. And I can now feel comfortable. I now feel much better about myself, as you were saying before. Doing this healing work helps me feel much better about myself. So as I'm talking to this person, not only am I not too afraid to do it anymore, but I also feel very comfortable in my own skin. I feel much more mm-hmm. relaxed, confident, and able to be my, my true authentic self, which is you know, absolutely necessary if you want to find out if you guys are 
a good match and, and to, to attract our ideal partner, they need to be able to see us and so they can identify us as, as their ideal partner. Right, right. When we're insecure, we tend to try and please the other person and do what we think they want or just try and be kind of vanilla. Like, I'm going to just try and be generally pleasing to everybody. But that actually hides our true nature. Right. And it makes it harder to, you know, to really come together with our ideal partner. And I think the the whole point of many uh, healing opportunities that we have is to be your true authentic self. I mean, that's really what we all want, is it not? Absolutely. So that's what we want in just for our lives in general, and it's critically important when we're trying to find our soulmate because our soulmate won't even recognize us unless we're being our true self. Right. And if you can't be your true self in a relationship, I mean, why be there at all? Why be there at all? And also, it's, it'll, it won't work out. Because if, you have, right. if you're trying to be different in order for the relationship to work, ultimately, our true selves have to come out eventually. Right. And if your true self is not acceptable to your partner, then that relationship's going to it's not going to work right it's not going to work at all and it it just creates more loss and more pain and sets people up for another cycle of injury right and i one of the things i like is that you you've mentioned several times the idea of healing these old wounds and i think it's important to to note that this is a healing program you know when we first focus on the title oh attracting amazing love it doesn't really communicate that in in the depth that i think is really part of the program that it is a healing program that's right Mm -hmm. in fact i call this a deep healing program yes i would agree with that deep healing yeah gets right to the the roots of some of these in fact some of the most powerful things that i think people struggle with so and that actually um, brings up an interesting point is as we I, do oh, i'm sorry can i ask you to hold that thought uh, yeah. um as we go to a, another commercial break um we'll be right back with stefan gonick Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching Program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Are you looking to get unstuck from the rut that has seemingly become your life? Move ahead by tuning in to Psychopedia, Life Principles to Help You Get Unstuck. Host Dr. Jeffrey Shaw and his guests will help with the encouragement you need to make that forward move. Guests include therapists, financial advisors, and more, as well as shared stories of hope from the listening audience. Psychopedia, Life Principles to Help You Get Unstuck can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Welcome back, everybody. My guest today is Stefan Gonick. And, Stefan, I'm sorry, I think I interrupted you uh, in a, a thought you were about to express before we went to break. Would you like to continue that now? Yeah, sure. So, one of the things I was going to say is that as you do this deep healing work and you start clearing out these issues, you become uh, much healthier emotionally. You know, it, mm-hmm. that makes sense. You know, we're doing all this healing work. So, we, we become much healthier emotionally. And one of sort of the laws of, of relationships is that we naturally attract people at the exact same overall level of emotional development as ourselves. Mm. So what that means then is as you do the deep healing work and become much healthier as you're working through all these blocks, the caliber of people that you attract to you uh, goes way up as well. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that people notice. You know, one of the very first things they notice as they've been doing this work is they go and they, you know, they get back out in the dating world they go, wow, the, you know, the quality of the people I'm dating is just like night and day different. Right, 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 And right. it's not something that they're trying to do. It's like, oh, I'm going to try and look out for better people or something like that. It's just a mm-hmm. natural outcome of the healing work they're doing. Right. And, and I think that's really a, a beautiful thing to see when, uh, when people begin to express that and say, you know, I, I just feel so much better. And just naturally, somehow, I'm attracting people that seem to be more on my wavelength. Yeah. So that's what happens. Great. But, now, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if we have time to get into third block yet. There's a couple other things that you wanted to mention. Well, um, we time, have, but. you know, if we can do it, do you think we can do it in like maybe three minutes or so? Can you well, give us an overview? how do we do it the other way around? Why don't we okay. do some of the other stuff, and then if we have time, we can come back to it. Okay. But the first two key blocks are the most uh, essential, critical ones anyway. The third one... Uh, is important. It's, well, we can come back to it if we have time. Okay. Well, um, I really want to make certain that people know how to reach you uh, after the show for people who are interested in your work and want to do more. How do they find you? Well, I have a website. As you mentioned, it's called FindingTheLoveYouWant.com. And um, on that site, there's actually a, a free Finding the Love You Want mini course that people can sign up for. And it's uh, just a series of seven daily emails that basically covers the same stuff we've been talking about in this interview, only in more depth and through stories. So I have some sort of case study stories that kind of illustrate all the stuff we've been talking about. So if this interview isn't kind of flying by pretty fast, I'm I'm aware that I'm talking very fast and don't have a lot of time to go into all the details, uh, the mini course will give you all the same information in in a slower pace and, and more in depth. And it'll include that third key block that we may or may not have time to get into today. Okay. And, and then you also have a program that you offer for people, right? That's right. Uh, at, the moment, well, there's, at the moment, I have two ways that I, I help people with their love lives. And uh, early next year, is going to be a third way. But at the moment, one of the ways is, uh, of course, working one-on-one with people. And the other way is I have a down. Uh, downloadable home healing program called the Finding the Love You Want Breakthrough Program. And it's a six-week program that uses all the same principles we're talking about, but it uses EFT to help people work through these kinds of blocks on their own uh, following this program. And there's uh, over 30 uh, EFT healing sessions within the program that covers a huge range of blocks. So, for instance, you know, this unavailable parent thing, there's like three just on that one alone because it's so common. Mm-hmm. So it's, it covers all of the kinds of blocks that people run into in their search for love, and it's a, a very affordable you know, way to, to do it if, for people who are comfortable you know, doing this kind of thing on their own. So those are the two options. And then next, early next year, I'm going to be doing a four-month intensive live program. Oh, um, Wow. Yeah, that one's not actually up on the website yet. It's, okay. I'm still putting mm-hmm. together uh, all that material. Mm-hmm. But if people sign up for the free mini course, they'll be notified of the four-month live intensive. 
Right. And and I've certainly um, seen people make outstanding progress using the home study, the home healing program. Um, it's very intense, but there's so much information that's available and the um, the calls that people can listen to answer a lot of questions that they might have. And it, people really make amazing progress from what I've seen. So I would encourage people, if if they're inclined to do so, to to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. So. And I'd say about a quarter of the people who go through that home healing program are people who are already in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I try to accommodate that throughout the program. So it's not just for people looking for love. It's, it's right. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, uh, um, we just have really a couple of minutes. Is there anything you can squeeze into that <laughs> for us that, w- that would be helpful? Well, uh I'm not sure if I can do the third block justice. Um, you can certainly get that in the mini course. Um, the thing I'd like to say, if I just have a couple of minutes left, is that this, the search for love can be so incredibly discouraging. You know, because, you know, people have been looking for so long. They've been trying so many different kinds of things to try and to, to help them find their partner. And so many things don't work because they're not really addressing things at this deep level. Right. So people can get really despairing and give up. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say for those people who are feeling really discouraged is that it is so possible for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's also never too late. I like to, right. I like to give it, share a little story about my own mother. Uh, you know, she, she and my father got divorced when I was a kid, and then she married this really cool guy uh, as her second husband. And they were together up until he died when he was 75 years old and my mom was 70. And there's so many women who think, you know, once you hit past 60 or something, it's just too late, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a year after my, my mother went through a mourning process, uh, she met her third husband, who ended up being the love of her life. He was the best of the three. Wow. And it's, it's never too late. It's never too late. That's really encouraging. That's exciting to hear. Um, so, really, I, w- I want to thank you today. Stefan, uh, for the information that you've shared with us. It's pretty amazing to hear that, you know, there is a possibility for, for hope and healing and for really powerful relationships that I think, you know, you described it as that spine tingling kind of uh, love that people so often want to have. So I appreciate your time uh, today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me here. It's been my it's, pleasure. It's my pleasure as well. And next week will be our last session focusing on EFT. And this time of year, one of the things that we all worry about is weight and weight gain. And um, so next week, we're going to be talking with an EFT expert, Joella Bauer. And she specializes in using EFT to help people obtain lasting weight loss and um, you know this time of year as I say we all worry about that so lastly I like to close with a quote and I think that's particularly applicable to our uh, guest Stefan today and that is that affection is responsible for nine-tenths of whatever solid and durable happiness there is in our lives from C.S. Lewis. See you next time and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week.